I'm just plowing my field with some giant rocks. I'll be right with you. Hercules! Oh, God. Yes, what is it? Hercules! Yes. Hercules! Yes, 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 yes. What, what is it? What is it? It's your mother. What about my mother? She wants to know what you want for dinner. What? Why is she asking what I want for dinner? What's happened? Nothing. She's just getting dinner She said ready. she was making lamb chops. Is she okay? Has she changed her mind? Why? What happened? She wants to know what you want with What lamb happened chops? to my mother? Hello everybody and welcome to Late Seating. I'm Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation. Unless our fans decide that we're going to watch Garbage from 1983. <laughs> and this time around, guess what we're going to be reviewing? Garbage from 1983. Hey Steve, yeah? what's the name of the fucking garbage that we had to review from 1983? The garbage from 1983 that we are reviewing is a little film called... Called Hercules. Yay. Yep. <laughs> you know what? A lot of people have been asking if we can do more than one one uh, fan vote more more than once a year. Sure. And and, what, and I couldn't help but notice that a lot of these people said that. Hey, can we do this more than once a year after I announced that the fan show that we're going to do was Hercules 1983? Right. And I agree with them. We're going to do it again. Probably in the fall. We'll do one more because this isn't fair to anybody. This was <laughs> me or Steve or anybody or people who just happened to fall on the podcast. This isn't what we're about, is it? See, we don't watch the what. I thought I thought that they wanted to do another one because they liked this outcome and they wanted to hurt us more no, by making us watch another bad movie. They they want to make sure that they can get their selection made that isn't Hercules. That isn't Hercules because someone put it in and it got chosen. So really, and who knows? Maybe that person's going to come back and he's going to say something else. Like he's going to be like more Sybil Danning movies. <laughs> So really, the, the, the patrons who have a problem with it, I mean, your your beef is with the patron who suggested Hercules, honestly. Your beef is with Steve. No, don't no, hey, 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 that was a, it was a, it was a blind choice. It was don't, a blind it choice. It was a blind, it was a blind choice, and e, and Steve is powered by evil demons. It's your fault. That's how that if, happened. If it's my it fault, is. if it's my fault for choosing it, it's your fault for making it H, because I chose H. I didn't choose Hercules. I chose H. You know what? We can sit here and blame each other all we want. But we still had to watch and review the fucking movie. That's, that's true, and and so we did. Let's just say it's nobody's fault. Okay. 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 So anyway, Steve, do you have do you have trivia for Hercules? I do. I did manage to scrape up some trivia for Hercules. Yes. Great. So, did you know that originally? No, I didn't. <laughs> did you want to know? I didn't know anything about this movie until we had to review it. This was okay. this was originally conceived as as an R-rated film um, with much more graphic violence and gratuitous nudity and sex, and it Ooh. was it was changed to its current form, which is eh, like relatively family friendly, sort of for the most no, part. No, there's no there's no violence or sex in this. Um, yeah, yeah, there's One no guy gets yeah, there's no gra- the there, there's nothing like hardcore gratuitous violence or sex in it at all. So, but there, uh, that was at the insistence of Lou Ferrigno. Uh, apparently, Lou Ferrigno read the original script, which would have been the version mm-hmm. with all the violence and sex, and sure. stormed into the office of Menachem Golan, the producer, 
threw mm-hmm. the original script in the garbage and called it a piece of shit. So I guess when the Incredible Hulk comes into your office and sure. and throws your script in the trash and calls it a piece of shit, you change the movie. And that's what they do. Yes. I would have made more money if there had been more boobies. It sure would have, yeah. Um... <laughs> Also, and, and the um, so the producers wanted a more adult-oriented film, but they weren't the only ones who were disappointed in how it eventually turned out because the director, who, whose name is uh, Luigi Cozy, was disappointed yeah. because he had hoped the special effects would have turned out better. Because well, gee, I, maybe he should have handed them the people who do special <laughs> effects. I guess he forgot he was making a canon movie. <laughs> Why would he have been surprised? <laughs> like... What, are, really? You thought it would be better than this? Sure he did. Okay. Sure he did. Um, Lou Ferrigno, of course, is following in the footsteps of Arnold Schwarzenegger because... No, he's not. Um, well, he sort of is. I mean, he, not really, but he sort of is because because Arnold played Hercules as well um, in, one of, sure. in one of his first films. He played Hercules in Hercules in New York. And mm-hmm. uh, that was a great movie. Oh, such a good movie. And uh, Ferrigno's Hercules actually did better at the box office than Hercules in New York did. Of course, sure. of course, today, Hercules in New York is much better remembered because it's an Arnold movie and it's kind of like a curiosity from the early years of Schwarzenegger's movie career. Uh, whereas Lou Ferrigno is Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Well, there was a ton of shitty sword fantasy movies in the early 80s. There were. There were. After uh, Titans, Clash of the Titans, it sort of came back to prominence for a a few years. Yeah. Yeah. For cheap, sucky films. Yeah. This is definitely in that mold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is... Yeah. You, you, can, you can watch this version of Hercules and be like, oh, those guys at canon, they were like, we need a Clash of the Titans. <laughs> Except we don't want to put any money in We it. don't want to spend no money, but we want a Clash of the Titans. I want to make Clash of the Titans, but with rape. We'll call it Deathstalker. Ooh, hey. And then we'll make How a bunch of... it needs to be in it? I don't know. I All I know is it's cheap. You know, I've only seen Deathstalker 3 because that's the one they did on Mystery Science Theater. Okay. Well, there you go. It wasn't good. Um, No. Okay. One more bit of trivia. So right before production began on Hercules, Lou Ferrigno, along with Sybil Danning, one of his co-stars from Hercules, um, Mm -hmm. they completed production on another movie produced by Canon called The Seven Magnificent Gladiators. Oh, God, yeah. And the movie is an Italian gladiator movie remake of Seven Samurai. Um, I've never actually... I've stopped listening. I've never actually actually seen it. Good. But it's directed by a guy named Bruno Mattai. And some of Bruno Mattai's other films include, and I swear I'm not making this up, Mm -hmm. SS Girls. Yep. Violence in a Women's Prison. Yep. That's not the log line. That's the title. (laughs) And a pair of movies, Strike Commando and Robo War, both of which star Reb Brown, who also starred in the immortal classic Space Mutiny. So Mm -hmm. that's what Lou was doing right before he made Hercules. I don't want to do this. You have we, to. This is not what we are, is it? <laughs> this is patron's choice, buddy. I understand that, but I mean, okay, we're not a bad movie podcast normally. We're not. We're not. I think this you're, is you're the quite insistent. Why. You're quite insistent on that, that we do not become yes. a bad movie podcast. Yes. Okay. 
Maybe maybe we'll throw this out there and someone will go, oh, a bad movie podcast. And then they'll be lured into listening to all the other yeah, podcasts. Yeah, because they think we're like every other fucking bad movie podcast. Are you are you done? Are you finished? You finished with your, your freaking goddamn trivia? Are you yeah, done? I'm done. I'm done with the trivia, yeah. Answer the me. Trivia is, the trivia is... Yes, tell me. <laughs> That's all the trivia. That's all the trivia. <laughs> Didn't know if you had frozen or if you were just... <sighs> Defying me out of spite. You're like, this <laughs> yes. isn't my fault. Because I'm so <laughs> mad at you. <sighs> <laughs> All right, now, here's who made it. Directed by Luigi Cozy, who also directed Star Crash and Monster Shark. He directed Star Crash. <sighs> yes, he did. Oh, Star yes, Crash is so much more fun to watch than this. <laughs> Screenplay by Luigi Cozy, produced by Yoram Globus and Menachem Golan. What was the last movie that uh, we did of theirs that we brought up? I can't remember. What one was? Oh, you know what it was. I think it was so oh good. What was it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Xanadu. No. It was something. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember either. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. They made a whole ton of crap. <laughs> yes, they did. Pictures all throughout the 80s. And I mean a metric fucking ton of crap. <sighs> Starring Lou Ferrigno as Hercules. You know him. He's the, the Incredible Hulk. And nothing else. This is going to go quick. Sybil Danning as Aradne, and she's in tons of crappy movies in the 1980s where she shows her boobies. But because Lou Ferrigno had to have a big baby tantrum about there being boobies in his movie, there's no (laughs) boobies in the movie. Also, Sybil Danning and Lou Ferrigno did not get along, apparently. And uh, well, no, because she wanted boobies in it. She wanted boobies. She wanted wanted to be the romantic interest, and apparently, Lou hated her so much that he had her role reduced to sorceress lady who wears a ridiculous bikini or a bathing suit, basically. Thanks, Lou. Uh, Brad Harris as Agius Ajaeus. I don't care, (laughs) and he's uh, mostly a stuntman. And he's in the, in the Stuntman Hall of Fame. Ingrid Anderson is Cassiopeia. Nothing. William Berger is King Minos. Nothing. And he's also... A, <laughs> I think I said this to Steve. He is the... Uh, oh, never mind. The joke's gone. I'm so angry. What? Who did I say he looked like? He was the Brian Cranston. Yes, that's right. The, the Brian Cranston, yes. Now, when I'm saying nothing behind these people, they did TV and movies in Italy because unless you didn't notice, this is an Italian film Mm -hmm. where everyone is phonetically making English. They're saying their lines so that they make the right mouth movements, but all of it is dubbed. Everybody is dubbed. In fact, I think they only have one guy dubbing everybody's voice, so you sometimes don't know who's saying what or to whom because Hercules and his dad have the same voice. So it's like a spaghetti sort of sandal movie you know that's kind of racist oh sorry <laughs> it's like a lasagna we name all films from where they come from <laughs> it's like right? a lasagna sword and sandal movie okay um it's a lasagna that, that takes it right that takes all the stigma right off. i do enjoy italian food i don't mean it disparagingly at all and i enjoy italian cinema yeah just not this kind of italian cinema Anyway, William uh, Rose, Rosanna Podesta as Hera, nothing. Morella Mar- D'Angelo as Circe, nothing. Bobby Rhodes as King Xenodama, nothing. Gianni Garco as Valtuous, I think. I don't care. I don't. I'm just <laughs> reading. I'm, I'm just going through this. <laughs> Dorcon, nothing. Yeah, his name is Dorcon. Uh, <laughs> Delia Bacardo is Athena. Nothing. Claudio Casanelli is Zeus. Nothing. And boy, oh boy, guys, if you watch this, Zeus. 
The costuming on Zeus. Mwah! He's Ex- obviously a 30-year-old exquisite. man with a fucking Santa <laughs> beard Santa and a crown. Oh. And a big old In fact, crown. all three of the gods are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Frank Garland as the thief. <laughs> Nothing. Gabriella Giorgelli as mother. Nothing. Ralph Baldessar as Sostratos. Nothing. Eva Robbins as Daedalus. Nothing. Cinematography by Alberto Spaglini. Nothing. Spagnoli. Sorry. Nothing. Edited by James Beshears. Nothing. Sergio Mon- and Sergio Montari. Nothing. Music by Pino Donagio. And he provided music for Carrie and Piranha and Body Double and a whole bunch of Brian De Palma, I'm ripping off Hitchcock films. Production company Canon Italia SRL and Golan Globus. Release date August 26, 1983. Running time 98 minutes. Budget 6 million. But feels like two? <laughs> but actually, it's 17 million adjusted for inflation. Box office 11 million. Or 32 million adjusted for inflation. Enough money to make a sequel, which Steve watched. That's right. On purpose. I watched it just this morning, actually, on the day of we're recording this. Yeah. And? Well, you want me? I'll, I'll tell the people about the best part, which I told you about earlier. Briefly, briefly, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not as good as the movie we're about to review, um, but it does have a a big final fight between Hercules and the main villain, where they turn into rotoscoped cartoons who fight in outer space, and after they fight as cartoons of themselves for a few minutes. The bad guy turns, for no reason, into a cartoon of a Tyrannosaurus. And then Hercules transforms into a cartoon of a giant gorilla. So then they have, like, a cartoon King Kong fight in space. Mm-hmm. And then the bad guy turns from a T-Rex into a snake. And then King Kong, who is actually Hercules in cartoon form, takes the snake and throws it more into space. <laughs> and he dies. And that's pretty much the end Wait of the movie. Wait a minute. Didn't Minos die at the end of this movie? They Oh, yeah. They, you know how they brought him back? How? Because his island exploded at the end of this. Yeah, well, yada, yada, yada. Never mind about that. Um, oh, that's another funny part. So, well, first of all, they, <laughs> they bring him back. You remember the way they brought Dracula back in the second Christopher Lee Dracula movie? Um, Was that a drop of his blood? A drop uh, of blood. Drop of yeah, blood. They, 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 they kill somebody and a drop of blood like sprinkles onto the ashes and he comes back. Well, they, they basically mm-hmm. do that exact thing. Um, but the funny part is that they're op- they're going to open his coffin, right? They have Minos's coffin. I don't know how he got a coffin or why. How, but he has a how coffin. How did he get a coffin? He has a coffin. The island exploded. Oh, the island is still there. The, 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 the island is still there. The island exploded. The island is still there. The island is fine. The island is still there. Um, the island is Atlantis. It's supposed to be the big thing. Yeah, it's but it's, it's still. The city it, is Atlantis. It's not. It's it, the same. It's the same as oh, it was. Okay. But anyway, so they take, they open up his coffin and they're like, in this coffin dwells the ashes of King Minos. They Because he was such an engaging villain. Yeah. So there's like, in this coffin is the ashes of King Minos. And they open the coffin, and in the coffin is a skeleton. No ashes, just a skeleton. Just a skeleton. Just a skeleton. Yeah. And then the skeleton is what is brought back to life as King Minos. So, yeah. So there you go. That's that's the sequel. That's the sequel to the movie we are about to review. Okay. Hey, hey Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's me and you. Okay. Put on some sandals. Let's do it. Put on these modified bikinis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and uh, let's let's get into your truck and let's drive to an institution to get help. Can we do that? Yeah. Can we can we go and ask someone beg someone ask for help? Please 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 help us. Yeah. We have a problem. And then they say what kind of problem? We'll play them this podcast and show them the movie and then they may never let us leave. <laughs> and that's all that they'll need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's all they'll need. You ready to go into, <sighs> into the world of Hercules? Yes, okay. into the world of Hercules. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, Steve, you know what I needed to understand Hercules? Alcohol. <laughs> I needed to freebase something. I don't care what whatever, it would be. Well, Comet. It, I, I could be anything. I hope know? it was whatever the writer of this was on. No. Freebase brain-eating parasites out of a lake if it means me not having to understand this. We have one of the longest fucking openings to a movie I think I have ever seen where they explain everything not related to the plot of yeah. this fucking movie. Everything is the operative word there. Because here's the, the, well, the, the thing about it is, I mean, Hercules, of all of the myths, the Greco-Roman myths... Hercules is a fairly simple setup. Like in terms yep. in terms of like what you really need to know to get into the story, like Hercules is a pretty quick setup. No. Steve, yeah. I needed to know that after the beginning of the universe there was five pieces of something air um, oh no! It was the yeah the elements. Light, it was it, what was it? It was air, water, light. No air. Yeah, locked, air, light, matter, and fire hubris. or something. I get it. You yeah. And then there was there was a jar. What jar? Pandora's jar. jar. Pandora's jar that was floating in space. It was just out there floating in space, and then it blew up. And then it ex exploded yep. in an explosion where you can see that where they tied the nanofilament wire yep. to the <laughs> to pull the parts to pull the pieces apart yep and because the top piece just kind of <laughs> kind of swung hangs. over to the side it just kind of hangs on a, on a line um and and you know here's a neat little bit of trivia about the formation of our solar system the different pieces yes. of pandora's jar became the different planets Right. How about that? Does any action in this movie take place on any of those planets? None at all. None, None at all. But eventually we get around, because then they said, then it built, then it created Saturn, and then it created Mercury, and Jupiter, and then it created the Earth, and then it created the Moon, and then it created the Earth, and now we're going back to the Moon again. <laughs> because in this version, the gods live on the Moon. With Santa Claus. Yep, absolutely. They should, they have a timeshare. Yeah. And if they're really and said, good, the Santa lets them look through his telescope. And they've got like this little pillar thing with a water pond in the middle that they can see stuff. <laughs> yep. And then they, they show us fucking... <laughs> they show us Zeus. Santa Zeus. And he, yep. looks, like, he looks like a European Santa... Yeah, Father Christmas. You know, yeah. one of those European Father Christmas yeah. Santas with, with, with the crown. They also show us Hera, his wife, who is wearing something. What, what is she wearing? I don't know. It's some kind of fan or something. And she's, I guess, bad. And then Aphrodite's up there, too. And they decide that the balance is off. Yeah. The between chaos and good good and evil yeah chaos and e yeah. chaos and good or whatever and so and what will we do to balance this out they need a champion and they right. say we shall make a champion out of light out of the pure greatest light out of pure yeah. light and so 
They send up a flare up <laughs> into space, and we briefly see a skeleton, and then there's Lou Ferrigno standing there in his car- in his one piece, yep. kind of tilting back and forth. <laughs> kind of doing like a little bit of a Mr. Universe pose, like, look at me. Yeah, sure. And they're like, we shall send him to Earth, and then we have to follow this fucking light all over the place until it finds a little bubba. Yeah, right? and it incarnates in this baby. So I guess whoever that baby was going to be before that is dead. Yes, that baby is now dead. <laughs> that, and the, the original been... baby is dead, and now that baby is Hercules. That's right. But Hera doesn't find this good at all because she's a bad lady or something. She roots for evil. And then we cut to a thief who takes a sword that I guess is important, and then he reports it to a guy who we never see a fucking again. And I don't know what his name is, but he kills... No, he kills a guy who says, the sword's been to- taken, and he's like, oh, that's nice, glack, and he kills him, yeah. and then Sybil Danning shows up, and she's like, thank you for stealing the sword, and now you'll be able to take over the palace, Yeah. and then we get stock footage. <laughs> So we get we get stock footage and everybody's killed and you know what my favorite part of this is they're showing stock footage of people out on the street and they're all you know fighting and they're stabbing and then we go back into the king's um into the king's whatever his chamber yeah. And apparently they've been killed while they're asleep. And I'm like, so they slept through the slaughter they, of yeah, everyone in town? They're, they're very sound sleepers. <laughs> they just, you know, they slept through it. It's fine. It's fine, Steve. It's fine. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, Captain Jackoff, you can go and kill the baby. And he's like, oh, goody, goody. And he goes up there, and the he stabs into the crib, but the baby's not there. <gasps> and then another guy conveniently runs in and says, I saw someone taking the baby to the river you know some lady was taking the baby to the river right right right. and she puts moses i mean hercules into a boat in a boat and she's like go go down the river baby and they won't be able to stab you and then she gets shot with an arrow yeah and then they're about to shoot the baby with an arrow and then the general says no don't do that if you do that we don't have a movie just let him go and so now the baby is floating down the river and some of them are scenes of a boat on a river or a model on yes <laughs> why in the world did they have to cut to model rivers steve did they not have anywhere they to shoot? They just, this... they just didn't have coverage, you know, so they had to fill up a bathtub in the studio mm-hmm. and, and, and then, shoot uh-oh, it that way. He, yeah. Uh-oh, the boat's going to hit some rapids. So Zeus reaches down into his little pool. <sighs> and he picks up the boat with baby Hercules. As it's going over, as it's going over. Yeah, a, uh, he catches it. Yeah. A waterfall in, in a ridiculous. Okay, guys, there's no way around it. Every special effect is fucking ridiculous. It's, oh, God. Okay. No, there's, yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. And he grabs it, and he lifts it up, and he's there, and he's like, he grabs it, and then Hera goes, put that baby down! And he's like, okay, and he immediately puts it back down again. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but then Hera says, you put that baby past the, past the rapids. And he's like, I guess I did. You didn't tell me where to put it. Oh, am I the king of it's the like, gods? Aren't, are you still? aren't you Zeus? Like, why do you give a shit what anybody wants you to do? And then Hera goes, and she appears in the river, and she's like, I'm going to get that baby. And so she makes some green sperms come out of the river, 
and the baby okay so then the baby grabs them kind of yeah the baby which is played by a real baby at this point that looks just played by a real baby that looks just completely disinterested in whatever is happening in front of him <laughs> like right. however they're trying to get this baby to do stuff he is not into any of it he's just kind of sitting he, there and looking around <laughs> and he grabs the snakes or whatever they are and and squishes them and squishes them and throws them in the water and they boil and and then a nice and mom and pa can't come up and they find him yes. and they say oh thank goodness i'm barren and we found this baby and we're gonna keep him and dad's like sure we are and then we cut to an hourglass a disco hourglass it, that's lit up in space in space in space and the narrator says and hercules grew up basically <laughs> Kind of, we see him growing up over time. He goes from being a baby to being a younger guy pushing pushing one of the wheels of pain from Conan. Sure. You know, in the front yard yeah, like you do. because why you need one of those for and, a farm. And then we cut to Hercules and he's hugging a tree. Yep, and he's hugging it so hard that he pulls it out of the ground. That's right, and he tosses it aside and his dad goes, Hey, you're strong. And he goes, I know I am, but I don't know why. Also, can you tell me why I'm named Hercules? Why am I still called Hercules? And the old man goes, what? <laughs> Shut up. And he said, wait, wait. Okay, Steve, can you tell me why his parents are calling him Hercules? If, if you're hung up on that question, you're really not going to like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I really don't like the movie. I think they could have solved it if he had had like a little name tag when they got him up out of the boat that just said Hercules, you know? Yeah, like, they did that in the Disney like, film. Like Santa has in the stop motion, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town. Sure. Yeah. Kringle. Hmm. Exactly. But his dad's like, it's amazing. You have the power of Zeus. Now, knock down, I guess I'm applying all of yeah. these trees. He says, yeah, he says, let's take care. Let's finish with this forest. Like, you're, wait, you're going to cut down all of the trees? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't like them. But then his dad, because Hera sees that, we just cut to a shot of Hera looking off to the side. Yeah, she's right? she's been biding her time, I guess, while Hercules has grown up. I guess so. She's like, oh, yeah, Hercules. And I guess she sends a bear. And it, well, okay. So I guess she sends some stock footage of stock a bear footage roaring of a bear. Yep. and a man in a bear costume. And yes, and the combination of this stock footage and man in a bear costume are able to kill Hercules' dad. That's right. And Hercules hears his dad calling for help, and he's like, Father! And he goes running, and by the time he gets there, the bear is Can finished. Can you answer killing. me one question? Yes. He's holding an axe yes. in his hand. Yes. And he drops it. Yes. To run, because his dad's Because it's not safe to run with an axe. Anyway, so he punches out the bear. He, then he looks over at his dad, who then dies. And what does Hercules do? It's the first of his beautiful overreactions. The best part of the movie. <laughs> he sees that his father dies. He looks down at the bear and screams and picks up the bear and throws it into space. We assume he, we, he throws it in. We don't actually see him throw it. We cut to the earth. <laughs> it comes and a out. Teddy bear it comes into space. Comes, <laughs> comes into space, explodes, and becomes a constellation. Yes, indeed. And Aphrodite is like, aha, all your champions get wind up throwing up into space. I wonder how many others are going to get constellations. She's like, shut up, you cunt. You fucking get off my dick. And Zeus is like, whoa, okay, easy there. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, remember King Minos? No, it's okay because he didn't appear at all at the beginning of this movie. But now he's here and he's a big deal. 
Yeah, now he's here and he's apparently uh, talking with Thanos because it's eerily similar to the scenes in Marvel. But he's there and he is calling for who, Steve? Uh, Daedalus. That's right. Who? And yeah. Daedalus is this incredible. Um, it's a woman. It's it's a woman in a ridiculous in a costume. ridiculous costume, like a Flash Gordon villainous costume, and uh, she's all about science. Yeah, and so is he. Oh yeah, they love the villains in this movie. Love science. And in one sentence, he says, "I don't believe in the gods, but I also must appease them." So which is it, Minos? Do you believe in them, or do you not believe in them? And he's saying, "I've got to take care of who, Steve." I've got to I've got to take care of Hercules. Hercules. You know, the farmer. <laughs> the really strong farmer. Because he could jeopardize my plan. He just threw a right? he just threw a bear into space, dude. And she said, "Well, here, here are all the stop motion models that we're going to use in this movie." I've put them I've arranged them on this table for you. <laughs> And he goes, do they grow? And he's like, yes, they go. Oh, I get it. So once they hit the atmosphere, they grow like metal does. And so we cut to Hercules plowing a field. And a guy rides up and goes, Hercules, your mom's in trouble. And Steve, what does he do? He goes, what? <laughs> and he immediately, immediately beats she. races back to the house. Yeah. Where he finds his mommy and he picks her up. And she goes, Anakin, I love. And then she dies. And then he kills all the sand people. <laughs> and then he tells his girlfriend about it. And she's just like, eh. She's okay. Whatever. She's okay. That's, you know, shit happens. But then a big stop motion insect thing, cricket. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's like flying. It's made yeah. of, it's a robot. It's a robot. A big... And it's like hovering above the ground. And Hercules is like, I better kill that. So he kills it with a log and it dies. And yep. <laughs> then he burns his mom's body up and says, bye, mom. He doesn't scream or yell like when his dad died. No. He just. Well, he screamed already when he thought something was wrong. So he got the scream sure. out of the way, you know. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Huh? And so now what's he going to do? Well, what his buddy that told him about his mom being in trouble was like, what are you going to do now? And he says, I'm going to jo- I'm going to uh, come with. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to go to. He's gonna I'm going to go to Obi-Wan, go with Obi-Wan to Alderaan and learn the ways of the force like my father. Um, no, he's no, going go he to go to the kingdom. I'm, I'm going to go to. He says, I'm going to go to the games. They're having they're having games to determine who's going to be their champion to go on some super important mission. So. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna go participate in the games and get picked for that for that job. Great. So, and then we cut immediately to that. Yep. And he's you know he's, he's doing pretty Steve, good. Steve, what is the plot of this movie? Ah, uh, he doesn't really have one. Steve, it, we are 31 minutes in. Hercules is what is Hercules is the plot. Hercules is is of this fucking movie. Hercules is strong and his parents are dead and now he's playing in games. So he sword fights a couple of guys. Yep. All the swords in here are terrible. <laughs> All the sword fights are terrible. The the king's advisor is like, ah, let's test him. There's one final test. Let's test him against the chariots. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no man can test against the chariots. And it's like, then why do you have it as a test? And he's like, we'll do it anyway. And we, up, sitting up there is the king, his advisor, and his princess daughter who has her face covered mm-hmm. up. So the chariots have sword things on, on the wheels. Chariots yeah. on wheels. And so uh, they try to get him. <laughs> and when they charge him the first time, what does he do? He jumps way, way high. No, no, he fucking doesn't. He <laughs> he kind of hovers. Yeah. He, he, he leaps into the air. Kind of. It's, it's, it's the stupidest. 
he just kind of hovers there and just, and falls back down. Then then they they charge him again, and oh, it turns out there's no threat here because no. the uh, the swords, the blades on the wheels just break off on his legs. Yeah, ha ha, right? gotcha. And then he gr- grabs them the chariots and forces them to stop. This doesn't torment the horses at all. And then the advisor is like, oh, well, let's send out the wrestling team. Yeah. After swords broke off on his legs, I know what'll fix him. Send some wrestlers after him. So there's like 10 guys. He picks up this log that's just laying around. With con- All 10 of the guys. Conveniently with handles yeah, already attached. That's just right. a log with handles. All 10 of the guys run up and grab the log rather than run around him to attack him. Yep. <laughs> They've got a battle plan and they're sticking with their strategy, you know. And, and then he pushes them up against the wall. They all get hurt. And what does he do? Uh, he squ- Well, yeah, he squishes them and, and then he, he throws the log into space. <laughs> That's just his thing. That's what he does. He throws things into space. He likes it. And then the log goes to another planet. Yeah, that's right. Why? Because that's where he threw it. Why did we need to see that? Does it factor in at all? It's just, you know, <laughs> it's just space. It's just a... Th- or did a fucking seven-year-old write this script? I, yeah, and yeah. then Hercules threw the log and it went into space and then it went to Mars. And then he said to the king, fuck it, I'm doing the rest of it like yeah. this. He um, he said to the king, hi, I, I want to be the protector of your daughter. And then the stupid advisor guy said, okay, for real, this is the last test. <laughs> Swear to God, last time. Yeah. I promise you have to clean up the stables. Yeah, no one can do because it. because the stables sh- have a. Th- they're the stables are built for a thousand, thousand horses. horses. So nobody can, and apparently they've never been cleaned. They've never cleaned them. So, so the entire thing is a maggot yeah. infused. There's dead horses, <laughs> dead people. So you don't take care of your horses like at all. But then we see the outside of the stable, and it's really not that big. Not as big as it's it looks like, from the inside. No, inside it's humongous. You get inside and it goes on for a while. <laughs> so Cassiopeia comes in and she says, oh, see, you couldn't do it. And he's like, no, no, I can do it. And he's like, but I'll do it if you show me your face. Because she says, I can't show you my face because it's been prophesied that if I show the, the, the man who's going to marry me is the man who uh, sees my, my face. face. And he goes, shut up. Just, Come on, I'm going to show you how I'm going to do just this. Just watch. So he goes... <laughs> He he walks over to a ravine, and he picks up a rock and chucks it into the ravine. A big boulder. a big rock, yeah. And somehow that causes the river at the bottom of the ravine to go up yeah. hill. Well, you you know, but you're forgetting he chucked two big rocks in there. So I okay, mean, so he I'm sorry, yeah, he did, yeah. And that causes a massive flood. A massive flood. A, mass- a massive, but kills- thankfully very short flood, yes. Right. That manages to clean everything inside of the stable. Right. It's like everything the, it, gets it, clean. The stable fills with water, and then we dissolve to what I can only assume is several weeks later when it has completely dried out. <laughs> and they walk, oh, yeah, and they walk in, and he's like, there, see? Good as new. But um, oh, but the best part is it's a, it's a, it's a fade cut. From dirty with water in it to so clean that it's actually sparkling. Yeah, brand new. And they walk in past the broken doors. (laughs) Yep, broken by the rush of water, of course, yes. 
Of course, I don't know why the water stopped, because we never saw Hercules remove the stones no. that he threw, threw in the river that somehow magically flowed uphill. That, that's why but, you do the dissolve. You don't have to explain anything. But now he's like, let me see your face. And she takes off her veil in slow motion for no for, um, in, like, apparent like super reason. slow motion, yeah. And he's like, mm! and then they kiss because they're in love yep. now. Because she's pretty and he's the hero. That's right. That's right. And then, and then. And then the bad guys show up. <laughs> no. And then Zeus strikes them with lightning oh, and they pass that's out. That's right. Yes, that's right. Why did he do that? He got, he was getting bored. He hadn't done anything for a while. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, okay, I got to do something. No, but then it turns out that the bad sorceress lady, whatever, Sybil, Sybil yeah, Danny, Adria- whatever her a- name I is. I think her name's supposed, she's supposed to be Ariadne, but they keep pron- okay. but they keep pronouncing it like Ariad- Ariadna or Aradna or something, but her, Sybil Danning. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to take her and she's going to be, she, she's going to be sacrificed for King Minos. Meanwhile, you take Hercules and you do something. <laughs> What do they do to him? They throw him... I mean, meanwhile, we get some sort of explanation as to why Zeus did that. I don't know why he did it. But they throw Zeus into the ocean. Yeah, and he swims and then, to... Not uh, Zeus, Hercules, I mean Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> and he swims to an island. Yeah, and he's at the bottom of the, of the ocean. Not really. <laughs> he's not even wet. And... He breaks out of his chains and he, he swims up and he's like, "Bah, what happened?" And he goes, he goes to an island. He swam for days and days and days, according to the narrator. And then um, Andromeda, not Andromeda, Circe. Whatever, what's her name? No, Aphrodite. Oh, Aphrodite, yeah. And then we see a old lady yeah. suddenly appear and she's like, "Hey, get up! This is my island." And he's like, "What?" And she says, come back to my house. And he's like, okay. And then she's like, I need to drink. <laughs> I, need to, I need to drink some I, of your blood. Please give me 10 drops of your blood. She drinks it, and then she turns young. Right? Yeah. And she says, now I and, can, because he, he wants to get to uh, the island of Thera, which is where King Minos is, which is where they've taken right. Cassiopeia. So he's like, I need to get there. And, and Circe, the, the old lady who becomes the young lady, she's like, well, you can't just go. Like, it's protected. There's magic and stuff. You can't just go. There's magic and stuff, but even if though you, it's a science island. But if you can help me get a thing, then I can help you get there. Yeah. And he's like, are you trying to trick me? And she's like, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Meanwhile, Minos is still like, hey, that last guy didn't work. Hey, can you send another one? But this time I want you, I want to see it grow because we need to waste five to ten minutes of our audience's time. And so he <laughs> grow one of the models. He gets a bonus. It grows a little bit. And like then, it grows from the size of a rabbit to the size of like a St. Bernard. It just grows just a little sure. bit there on the table. Sure. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile... Cersei is now wearing a solid gold bikini, and this really started to look like He-Man. It did, yeah, yeah. The costume design was very He-Man-ish, yeah. She's got her boob armor on, yep. and they walk into a cave, and now there's a dragon truck yes. thing that breathes energy fire, and the way they defeat him is that the shield that he has now, yeah. which he picked up from somewhere it looks like it looks like the lid of a fancy serving dish uh-huh. he's stolen the and, silver and he's made it into a shield and she's she's like hey stupid here's what you do you use it to reflect the beams back at the thing and he's like i got it and they do that and then it dies 
and then they go into further in the cave, and he meets Skeletor. Yeah, well, because they're, you forgot to mention, they're going to hell. And Why, isn't yeah, it they're neat? going to hell well, you, know what, you know what I think is neat is that hell and pretty much any other... It's for children? Well, yeah, that's true. And also is other people. But um, mm-hmm. no, hell and pretty much any other place they need to go is always just a few minutes walk away. Like, yeah, Isn't true. it convenient that on Cersei's Island, where he just happened to wash up, the gateway to hell is right over there. It's just right go, there. I mean, you're going to have to... Like a couple Yeah, of you're going to have to fight like a robot to get in, but it's right over there. You yeah. Know? So yeah, they they Skeletor shows up, and Skeletor is is uh, Charon, the 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 boatman to take you across the river Styx, and yep. she's like, "Don't they, worry, they he's do cool. that." So they go, yeah, they go across. The it river. takes him fifteen minutes to paddle up to the paddle up to the gate. <laughs> and, and and really, you know, I was thinking, why not just walk through the smoke? Because there's obviously no water there. It's just it's smoke. not water. <laughs> yeah. So they go to the thing, and there's a big glowy egg, and she says, "Only you can reach in there." And get the thing, the MacGuffin we need to be able to do the thing. And he tries it, and then his arm catches on fire. Well, and don't forget the thing, the egg. The egg contains, like, the soul of the world. And it's in hell. I can't believe I forgot that. So the whole, the soul, so the whole world is in hell. The soul of the world is in hell. Um, but yeah, so he he reaches into it, and yeah, first his arm catches fire, then his arm turns to ice. Then it gets yeah, cold, and then he pulls out like the the challenge coin that she wants, and <laughs> and he's like, okay, now take me to the island of Thera, and she says, oh, actually, can't. actually I can't, and Hercules has another one of his overreactions and goes, a curse on you, and he's about to throw, and he's gonna throw it, pre- yeah. presumably into space, but she stops him. But what does she need to do? They need to go to the King of Africa. Yeah, exactly. Why? I can't remember. For because she needs. Why she is needs, he riding around because, in an elephant skeleton? Because she needs. <laughs> she needs the chariot. She needs the chariot. The, and the, the chariot is yeah, the, the king. king of the king of Africa has, has a chariot, and if they do a favor for him, and the favor that he wants done is, I want you to separate these continents so I'm not attached to Europe anymore. <laughs> and and, um, and and boy, there's a lot of there's a lot of countries that wish and, that. And she's and, like, <laughs> I totally get it. We will be happy to do that for you. So, Ireland almost got away, but they didn't separate. They far weren't enough. far enough. Damn it! So the, she makes Hercules grow into gigantic size. Sure. And he pushes the continents apart. And the narrator tells us, and that's how Africa is separated yeah. from Europe. It's like a tall tale. You know, it's it's like yeah. it's like uh, uh, Paul Bunyan dragging his pick behind him and digging the Grand Canyon, you know. Anyway, remember the gods? Yeah, they're still around and they're still watching this. Do they matter? No, not yeah, at all. really. <laughs> not then they get to the place where the chariot's supposed to be. And uh, Hercules feels around at the door and then just busts it in. And they're like, now we need horses. And Hercules goes, I got a better idea. And then we take 25 minutes for him to find a rock. (laughs) And then he goes, I don't know how to tie knots. Use your magic to tie knots. Because there's a convenient bundle of rope. And then we get some stop motion knot tying. Because Hercules, the mightiest man in the world, couldn't be bothered to just wrap a rope around a big brick a couple of times and tie a knot. That's right. He's too, he's too dumb. He's like, use, he knows what he wants to use do. Use your magic he to tie this knot. He doesn't the skills to do it. Yep. And then he's like, okay, now I'm going to throw this rock and he's going to pull the chariot, okay? And then we're going to go. And that's what he does. He throws the... He throws the Jesus Christ! He throws, he throws it. it. He throws it into space, and then they travel through space. Yep. 
They sure do. And you're like, is that where you wanted to go? Because you obviously show you traveling to other planets. Back and forth. And yeah. then they, yeah. And then they have where they're where they're crossfading with pictures of them in the background and one of the characters in the foreground <laughs> of shots. Yeah, it's really weird. And then the rope breaks and they fall into the water. But luckily, they fall the right ro- in front of the island that they're trying to get to. Why did the rope break? Because uh, he threw that rock fucking hard. Because she fell in love oh, with Oh, that's him. right. Yes. That was something that, that Hera mm-hmm. did, right? That was something the gods did. They said, she's gonna, she's gonna, we're going to make her fall in love with Hercules. And apparently, if you fall in love, you can't be a sorceress anymore. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of despite that the fact sucks. that it's daytime while they're floating on top of the water, they go, look. Yeah. It's the island, <laughs> and they show the island, which is an obvious model, and the water is completely still, and it's nighttime. Yep. <laughs> then we pan through this fucking model like it's the greatest thing anybody ever made ever, and then we cut to bad sorceress lady because Aphrodite's taking a bath, and they say, oh yeah, we gave her some of the Black Lotus. We stole this from Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> She'll do anything we say, and then we come back to Luferigno and Cersei, and she's like, I'm in love with you. But then they get attacked by a Cyclops robot horse man. Yep, that's, that's like a centaur, a centaur, a giant robot centaur Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's okay. Hercules picked up an anchor and hit him twice, and it's destroyed. And it falls into the water. It doesn't fall. It doesn't sink. It, it There's a bad special <laughs> effect. I don't know if I have to tell you that. And then he picks up Cersei, and she dies. Yep. Oh, well. Right? She's like, find Aphrodite. She is your destiny. Ooh, ooh, ee, ah, glah. And what does Hercules do? He stands up, and he yells, and then he turns around and just calmly walks into a cave. He yells, Minos. And then he, yeah. and then he strolls into the cave. He just calmly walks into a cave, like, well, here we go. Meanwhile, Minos is, is looking in a crystal ball, and he's like, ah... He's, he's coming in a trap. And Daedalus isn't like, hey, did you ever think that maybe if you hadn't sent a robot to kill him, he wouldn't be here now? Did you ever think that maybe if you hadn't killed his mom, he just would have gone home, <laughs> had dinner? Like, he was just a farmer minding his business. <laughs> have you ever heard of a self-fulfilling prophecy? Said somebody, hopefully to the writers, who probably didn't know that this is what they wrote huh? in. But anyway, Daedalus is like, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. Bye. And Minos is like, that's cool because he's walked right into my trap. I know exactly what I'm going to yeah, do I've got this. with Hercules winning it. Yeah. And then they show Hercules busting into the into the thing. He walks down a hallway. There are three guards there. They pull a string out of... <laughs> they pull a string in the wall and he falls into a pit. The end, I guess. He's dead. I don't know. No, no, he's he's dead now. He's not dead. He's chained up. You can't. They chained him up. Yeah, but uh oh, uh, they're leading Aphrodite to go sacrifice herself to the uh, to phoenix? the phoenix that lives in Minos's volcano. Yes, of course. That's yes. right. And if the the phoenix comes out, then he, he can wait. He can gain the power. Okay, so they put they put seashells over Aphrodite's nipple, not Aphrodite, Cassiopeia. over Cassiopeia's Cassiopeia. nipples. That must have been comfortable. Sure. Anyway, so he's gonna sacrifice her, and when she's sacrificed, 
He's gonna get the the power uh, from the Phoenix. I and guess. Then he's gonna use that to beat up the gods, and then there'll be nothing but science. Cut to Hercules, who's chained up somehow. <laughs> and bad, 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 bad sorceress lady comes in, and she's like, um, I've captured you. Here, stupid, drink this. Drink some black lotus, and goes, buddy. And he's like, nope, I don't think so. And she's like, okay, um, kill him. <laughs> and he breaks out of his chains. And then a man who we have seen throw a bear and a log into outer space, throw a rock so hard that it tra- he travels into outer yep. space, have difficulty beating up five yep. guys. Well, you know, he was, those <laughs> chains were heavy and they were, he was carrying them around, you know, or dragging, pulling mm-hmm. them down. Whatever. Look, he wins. He, he wins. Up. He wins the fight. Yeah. And then he, and then he tells the whatever her name is Sybil Danning you to send me to the uh send me where she is that she's being sacrificed and hey remember that sword they stole a million years ago at the beginning <laughs> yes. of this movie it's coming back it's there it is yep. what does it do i don't know it keeps the phoenix in the in the volcano lava. sure so yeah he already has trapped the, the the phoenix and why is he sacrificing anybody for, I don't understand for, for science and chaos. That's another thing. Anyway, he loves bad... he loves the villain loves science and also loves chaos. You know those two completely That's related right. concepts. <laughs> That's right. And so bad science, bad sorceress lady leads Hercules up to the door of the chamber where they're going to sacrifice Aphrodite. Cassiopeia. And then she's like, Cassiopeia, sorry, I don't care. And uh, five guys wearing um, garbage bags for capes <laughs> rush him, and he has, he has trouble beating them up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cassiopeia willingly gets into this ridiculous machine where it's going to get lowered into the lava, and King is going to lower him into the <laughs> lava. What a big crank. I'm fairly certain that Sybil Danning's costume has been made to look like her boobs are completely out when they're not. Uh, (laughs) But it's definitely there for people to make a double take. Um, Eventually he beats them up and then he smashes the door in, right? Right. And now it's time for Minos to have a lightsaber fight with with Hercules. Uh, well, actually, he has a fabulous sun. It's a sword of fire from, uh, from Thunder of the that's, Barbarian. Yeah, that's right. Yes, um, he he cuts Hercules a couple of times with this, and he has a ridiculous <laughs> injured scream. Oh God! That I'm, boy, I'm glad they didn't feature throughout like, it. Ow! Um, mm-hmm. But he grabs he grabs the other sword, and then Minos is like, "Don't take that! If you take that, the Phoenix will escape." And he's like, "Fuck you! <laughs> fuck everything!" <laughs> Minos, in the in the meantime, has a ridiculous attack where he keeps spinning around in a circle, and eventually he gets stabbed. Oh no! And he and he dies. He doesn't fall into the lava. That would have been great, but no, he just falls down. And then he hoists up um, Cassiopeia, his yeah. girlfriend, and uh, then we see uh, Arachne or Aradne, the bad sorceress lady, takes a real long time to rot away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, she does the Dracula death from mm-hmm. Horror of Dracula, where he turns like into a mummy and then turns to dust. Right. Yeah. And then the entire city goes kapoof. Everything is exploding. 
everything is going bad and they manage to get away there's a whole lot of flashing lightning but we see everything's on fire the whole the whole model is being exploded oh yeah there's nobody left to bury or much less put into a coffin (laughs) but they knew no one really watched this long into the movie no Meanwhile, he says something like, I, I, I rescued you. And she's like, yes, you're my man. And then we see them kiss. No, we see them put their heads next to each other. <laughs> then they turn into a silhouette that's ringed with light. And then that silhouette goes up into the yeah. stars. And then it ex- explodes. <laughs> And by the way, the silhouette isn't great. It looks like a dumpy man and some other dumpy man yeah. done his tippy Yeah, toes. yeah. Well, that's like what the cartoons at the end of the second one look like. Like the Hercules cartoon. Like there's no muscle definition at all. It looks just like kind of a doughy mm. guy, you know, swinging a cartoon sword. But yeah. So. And then the movie is over. That's the end. Steve? Yes, my friend. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I ever proposed it's, this podcast it's, no, to you. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine? It's fine. Are you sure? Life goes on, man. Steve, yes. how do you feel about Hercules 1983? <laughs> I mean, how do you even review a movie like this? Um, it's easy. You do, what, you do what Joel did. It stinks. It stinks. That's it. That's, mm-hmm. Um. The performances are awful. The special effects are terrible. This How can we tell all of them all of them they're everybody is dubbed. Yes, everybody. Even presumably the people that didn't need to be. Um Sure. The script is a failure at every level. The movie mm-hmm. is cheap and shoddy and shamelessly derivative. This is clearly Canon's attempt at a Clash of the Titans type mythological epic. By I'm not gonna you know what? I'm gonna disagree with derivative. Oh, I ain't never seen no Hercules with robots. Well, that's true. I ain't never seen no Harryhausen movie with robots. It does bring it does bring things of its own. Or weird space shit. You know, you left out something when you were when you were earlier when you were making fun of the plot and talking about you know like as though a seven year old was making it up. You left out the part where that seven year old's coked out of his mind. Dad <laughs> is sitting next to his bed with a legal pad and just in his underwear, furiously just scrawling it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, 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 good. Yeah, good. What? What okay, else happened? Okay. What happened next? <laughs> Robots, lasers, awesome. <laughs> um, so, but here's the thing: like, there are moments when I was watching it where I was having the best time. Um, me too. It made me laugh. It made me smile. It made my jaw drop open in amazement at what the fuck was happening. <laughs> um, like, and, we're trying to just figure yeah, out what's happening. Because, like, I mean, and how how can you not enjoy a movie with a Hercules this emotionally unstable? Who, who reacts to everything like an over-caffeinated child. Um, how can you not enjoy that his response to a bear killing his father is to throw the bear into space? How can you not enjoy a rewrite of Greek mythology as utterly deranged as this? Um, at some point in the creative process, at some point early in the creative process that led to this film, and I'm just guessing that cocaine was involved and probably some, <laughs> and, and probably some hallucinogens. Um, somebody said, hey, let's do Hercules, but let's not give our Hercules a backstory that's anything like the traditional myth. 
let's have him just be some random baby who's chosen by the gods <laughs> to be a superhero. And then throw in a little bit of Moses and a little bit of Superman. And when he grows up, he'll fight a series of robots. <laughs> because that's what Greco-Roman mythology has been missing all these thousands of years. Killer robots. And you know what? I could not agree more. That is exactly what Greco-Roman mythology has been missing. There were times, there were times with this dumb crazy movie that i absolutely loved it and the more dumb and crazy it got the more i loved it and my only <laughs> my only complaint is that it wasn't even dumber and crazier than it was because yeah. in between the dumb crazy parts it does tend to drag a little um, bit but when every time they cut away yeah, to the gods, the god stuff, yeah, just standing there, or um, I laughed or, out loud. I could not fathom what was going on with that. That or choice. um, or King Minos and Daedalus doing their King Zed and Rita Repulsa <laughs> impression. Yes, yes, they will grow, of course. Yes, they will grow. They will grow huge. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're standing on top of a giant head. Yeah. <laughs> on their island, which which might as well be the moon. I mean, the gods are on the moon. The bad guys are on a mm. set that looks like the moon, but I guess isn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, so it, it drags a lot in between. You know, you you get to the part where Hercules throws a bear into space um, mm. or defeats a team of wrestlers by just kind of smashing them against a wall with a giant log, <laughs> which he then throws into space. <laughs> or flies yes. through space in a chariot pulled by a big rock that he threw. And, you know, at those times, mm -hmm. it definitely picks up. Um, but the, the most technically impressive aspect of the movie is probably the dubbing of Lou Ferrigno's voice. Because, oh, yeah. as most people know, I think Lou Ferrigno is deaf, and, and because of that, he has impaired speech. Um, in another movie, not made by these people, <laughs> it, it might have been interesting to write his deafness into the character. You know, and to have him portray a Hercules who is deaf but is still a superhero demigod, right? I mean, that, that that's a way you could sure. Because I mean, it's not like they were bashful about changing the the myth, <laughs> you know? anything else. Um, but this is not that movie, so they dubbed him, and the actor who dubs him, you know, it suits the character, and the lip sync is pretty good. It's usually pretty spot on. Um, when sure. Hercules freaks out and screams, "What?" when he's told his mother is in danger, you really believe that it's really him freaking out and screaming like a teenager, finding out the BTS concert he had tickets for has been canceled. Um, <laughs> like that's, it feels like a genuine reaction. Um, <sighs> and other than that, the best special effect is Lou Ferrigno's physique. Dude is jacked. Sure. I mean, Oh, well he said he got in the best, the best. Uh, I, I, yeah, I believe it. He was the healthiest he had ever been for anything. I ever. believe it. He, I mean, he was the best shape of his. I don't life. know. I don't. I don't know about healthy, but he looks. I mean, he's he's, he's ripped. Like he's he's shredded. Like like you know. Sure. Um, and of course he played Hercules. It would have been a shame if he hadn't played Hercules. Um, and while he didn't get to play Hercules in a good movie. Uh, he he nope. at least got to play him in this movie, which is bad, but is the kind of bad that occasionally leaves you shaking your head, not in anger and frustration, but in amusement and amazement. Um, or befuddlement. Befuddlement. Yeah. Unfortunately, and it pains me to say this because I really, really want to be able to recommend this movie. I really want to like this movie. And I do like a lot of this movie. There are parts of this movie that I absolutely love. 
but uh, I can't quite bring myself to recommend it because as much fun as it is at its most deliriously silly moments, there just aren't enough of them. Um, and when it's not being deliriously, delusionally, ecstatically weird, it does drag terribly. Mm. And that is the downfall of many films like this. For all of the movies like The Room or Troll 2 or Fateful Findings, there are many more like Hercules that come close to... Cr- it comes yeah. so They come close. close to crossing that so bad it's good threshold, but they just can't quite make it because they fill mm-hmm. up the spaces between the really bonkers entertaining stuff with things that are just crushingly dull. So that, as it turns out, is the only weakness of the mighty Hercules. <laughs> it's just boredom. Uh, yeah, I did enjoy it a lot, but I can't recommend it. So there you go. Your turn. I laughed out loud a lot of this movie, but not because... Of the- on purpose. There was nothing in this movie that purposely made me laugh because this movie is a goddamn joke that was made to make money off the heels of Clash of the Titans, more than likely. Yeah. And no one gave a shit, as near as I can tell. No one gave a shit. The writers, I don't know what the writers were smoking. I Or writer. <laughs> I mean, it was directed and written by the same guy, right? Uh, yeah. So, I, I, for example, this is what I mean. This And this is close to what Steve said. The opening of this movie has absolutely zero to do with the plot of this film. It is eight minutes long where we go over the creation of the universe. <laughs> and, and, you know, it sounds funny when we describe it because it's kind of short when we describe it. It ain't short in the movie. It's like, and then the five elements came together and formed... I don't know anymore. Some kind of urn. <laughs> and then it blew up. I'm not sure why. And then it blew up for some reason. <laughs> and now we're going to show you each one of the planets. Now, if that was going by at a clip, yeah, that could probably be funny. But a lot of this stuff is drawn way out. Yeah. And that's a problem because, you know, we get to see a goofy hourglass, a light up with lights on it, a UFO hourglass in space (laughs) to indicate time is passing. But then we actually have to watch the time pass. And that's not interesting at all. Right. We get, uh, you know, the guy in a bear suit. (laughs) Yep. Scene. But there's dialogue leading up to that that don't mean anything. It doesn't mean, uh, you know. He says, you have the in your head, the power of Zeus in your hands. And he says, yes, father, but I do not know why. Well, bye. And <laughs> Gotta go die now. To the woods. And then we have to have the father who hears something going, Hercules, Hercules. And then he's, well, as he's being attacked, he's screaming Hercules' name. And on the ninth time, that's when Hercules, <laughs> when Hercules seems something. to hear him for the first time. Like, oh, what's that? Mm-hmm. So the him screaming and picking up the bear and throwing him into space, that's five to seven to eight seconds of something that's truly bizarre. I, we, I forgot to mention, when he throws the bear into space, the bear explodes, and then we get a, a super, uh, what is it, uh, more cu- stock footage of the bear roaring? Yeah, yeah in space. Yeah. Which which goes on for too long, and then it becomes a it becomes a constellation. Yep. Right. And then someone had to explain that one of the gods saying, "How many more of you guys are going to be constellations?" She's like, "Shut up! I can do it." It's just dumb. It's cheap, dumb. And if I was stoned, I would find the first half funny, and I'd be asleep by the second <laughs> half because Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
I wish there was more tits and blood in this. I do, because God knows what they would have done with it. <laughs> I mean, the rest of this was awful. I mean, what would they have done with it? I know where all the tits were going to be. It was going to be in every scene with a woman yep. in it. Probably even his mom. <laughs> I mean, why not? She was young at one point in the movie. Sure, Fuck why it. not? Well, like Steve says, it is it is humorous in places, but not enough for me to go, oh, I can't wait to watch this again and laugh my ass yeah. off. Because I've seen all I need to see. I don't need to see it again. I'm not going to see little other things in it that are going to make me laugh. It is just garbage. Steve, please recommend something. <sighs> I'm going to recommend something, but I need to give the caveat that in order to enjoy the movie I am recommending, you do have to be of a similar mindset to me and be able to enjoy movies that, unlike Hercules, do actually reach that level of so bad it's good because the movie i'm going to recommend is a movie that is not good in the traditional reckoning you know that we usually apply it's a bad movie but it is a so bad it's good movie in the vein of the room and space mutiny etc etc and this is a movie i just recently discovered as a result of watching this movie, you may you may <laughs> remember at the very beginning of our show, I mentioned uh, the Seven Magnificent Gladiators, which was yes. directed by Bruno Matai, who also directed mm-hmm. Violence at a Women's Prison. <laughs> well, I'm not recommending that or any of the other movies I mentioned, but I am recommending a movie directed by Bruno Matai. And it was released in the United States under the title Shocking Dark. Okay. It was it, it was really and it's from 1989. It was it's it's an Italian film, of course, um, although made entirely in English, like it's not dubbed, at least most of the actors. Oh, sure. Yeah, they did yeah it most the of the actors yeah. aren't dubbed. Um, I think a few of them are, but most of them aren't dubbed. Um, wasn't actually released in the United States for many years. It was originally released in Italy, and this will give you a clue as to maybe why it wasn't released here for quite a few years. It was originally released in Italy under the title Terminator 2. <laughs> Does the plot have anything to do with 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 James Cameron's Terminator? No. Yes. Is it e- oh. is it even reminiscent of James Cameron's Terminator? No. Sure. It's not. Oh. No, it doesn't have anything to do with it. There is kind of a cyborg guy near the end, so you get there eventually, but he, it's not that's not like a major part of the movie. It's about uh it takes place in the future where the city of Venice has been abandoned is now a dead city because of a series of environmental disasters um okay it's being taken over by this evil corporation called the tubular corporation (laughs) and there's been some kind of disaster at a tubular corporation research research site so they're sending in this elite squad of marines called and i swear to god i'm not making this up the mega squad And they go in to see what happened at this research facility. And instead of cyborgs from the future, like you might expect from a movie called Terminator 2 that's trying to rip off Terminator, it's actually genetically engineered aliens that are the main villains for most of the cyborg guy doesn't come in until the end. Um, Stop it. It's insane. It's hilarious. Uh, There are so... There's one scene where a guy is literally reading his lines off of a computer screen and they're making making (laughs) no effort whatsoever to hide it <laughs> like even when other characters are talking to him he's not looking at them he's looking at the screen <laughs> it is hilarious and it's i mean 
it is it is everything that you would want a movie like this to be. Um, it do, it doesn't mm-hmm. really drag. The the goofiness and the silliness and the over the top stuff is spaced out well enough and happens frequently enough that it pulls you along. Um, it is an absolute laugh riot. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be like you know uh, a, a serious gritty action movie. Um, but it's not. It's hilarious, and I highly recommend it if you are someone who likes movies like that. If you like Space Mutiny or the movies that they make fun of on Mystery Science Theater or something like that, um, and you have not seen... It was originally released in Italy as Terminator 2. It was released in this country and is available on a couple of those sort of free-with-ads streaming services like Tubi TV um, under the title Shocking Dark. And if you are like me and you enjoy a good So Bad It's Good movie, I highly recommend Shocking Dark. So there you go. As you guys know, I like to recommend a film from the same year as the movie that we just reviewed. And it's 1983, and it's The Dark Crystal. That's that's it. I'm done. <laughs> you want to know how I feel about The Dark Crystal? Go look up the review we did of it like two years ago. I'm not... I'm not going on. I'm not. Steve just spent ten minutes describing a bad movie. I'm not doing it. It's a bunch of puppets running around having fun. That or not really having. I mean, fun. a lot. A bunch <laughs> of puppets running around is a pretty good description of the Dark Crystal. Yeah. Sure, it's a bunch of for Steve. It's at a bunch any of Muppets. Rate. But you're having me, you know. It's a bunch, bunch of, of Muppets running around. It's a bunch of Muppets running around having adventures and having getting killed, <laughs> and it's great. Killed. And <laughs> that's the great. TV guide summary. That's the it. TV guide summary. Bunch of puppets run around and have don't, adventures don't, and get killed. Don't don't. If you want to believe me, go listen to the review we did of the Dark Crystal. Just don't listen to Steve's part. Wow. And that's it, Steve. Yes, it's been a while. It has. That's right. Since we've did this, since we've done this the old-fashioned way, yeah. And because we did this, there's not a bad pick in this one. Now is the time where Steve gets to randomly select the next movie we're going to review. I have selected three movies. He does not know what they are. And he must choose A, B, or C for the movie that we are going to review. Yes. Steve, choose A, B, oh, or boy. C. Oh, boy. Well, now that the pressure is off, I feel like, you know, you're not going to get mad at me no matter which letter I choose. No, oh. I will. I'll oh, find okay. a way. Well, then I'm... Ch- Hate finds a way. Anyway, <laughs> so... I'm choosing A. I'm going a. with A. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah, go for the easy choice. Why not? <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> There's only three choices! Okay. Had you... So all of these are similar. They're Western-ish. Oh, yeah. Western, Western-ish, my favorite genre-esque. One of them is more Western-ish than the okay. other two. Had you chosen B, we would have watched John Ford's The Searchers. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you'll feel bad for the yeah, ones I'm we sure don't I will. pick. I do already. Had you chosen C, we would have chosen Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in the West. The one few times where Henry Fonda gets to play a bad guy. (laughs) And he's so goddamn good at it. (laughs) But you chose A, a newer movie. Set in the West, but not as what you traditionally think of being in the West. A critically acclaimed movie. A movie that we still quote even to this day, even though it came out in the noughties. The next movie that we're going to review is the wonderful, lighthearted, uplifting There Will oh, Be Blood. Oh my fucking god, yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, one of my favorite movies. Not not so to spoil the review. One of my favorite movies. Not to spoil the review, but it's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. So if you want to get all the jokes, please watch There Will Be Blood before our next podcast drops, and that's it. Yes, sir. For late seating. This has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives, and boy, if I could tell you the number of times I've heard this. Could I just see it grow a little bit? It would mean a great deal to me. 
People have been walking up to you and asking you that? Constantly. Name one. Name one person that has walked up to you and said, I just want to see it grow a little bit. Or is this a complaint? Can I just see it grow a little bit? I know what it, you know what it is, is it's just a lack of trust. Because people say, because people say it looks kind of small, and I say, well, it grows, and they're like, well, can I see it grow? And I'm like, no, you can't see it. That's a very, that's a. And so you reenact that that depressing scene, um, at the end of Boogie Nights. <laughs> I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a big, bright, shining star. Mm-hmm. I almost threw that into the selection for this one. I was going to try to make them all um, uh, Paul W. Oh, Anderson yeah. Movies. Boogie Nights is another one. It's a great goddamn movie. But I couldn't come up with a third. You couldn't come up with three Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> movies that would be wor- worthy of that format? That are old enough or good enough. Well, you got... name, one, name one more that you throw. I mean, okay, so technically um, the, uh, what was it? The... The one based based on L. Ron Hubbard. Oh yeah, the Master. See, that's a great one. Has that been ten years? That's no, yeah. I don't know if that's been ten years. It's been Has ten it been? years. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, but it hasn't. But it doesn't have the same cultural. Yeah. I mean, impact personally, I I, I would blood. say I would say Magnolia, but I don't know if it's had the cultural impact either. I mean, but I think Magnolia. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, when it came out, maybe, but it's kind of dropped. Phantom away. Thread is really good, but that oh. hasn't been ten years. That has been yeah, like, that's, that's been, been like, like four or five four years. years. But that, again, it's amazing. It's a great movie, but and definitely not liquor. Well, that was pizza. what, like just two years ago, or last year? That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. So, that was last yeah. year. What so about the I Adam was, Sandler was, one? What about like what was... about uh, Punch Drunk Love? That's a good one. Punch Drunk Love. Quote me something from that movie. Um, give me the number. Give me your number. I'll fucking kill you. Is that what you want? Do you want that? <laughs> now quote me something from There Will Be Blood. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, I want you to say. Like I want everything? you to say that you are a false prophet. And that God is a superstition. <laughs> I could do that whole scene. Like, exactly. <laughs> you could probably do I the whole thing. I can't hear you in the back. Really Eli, Eli, this is your church. You have a full <laughs> congregation, so. Yeah. yeah oh, see? Such see a what great I mean? Movie. And Paul Dano was great in that, too. Everybody always quotes uh, Daniel Day-Lewis for obvious reasons, but Paul Dano was so goddamn sure. good in that movie. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, and you can pull quotes from Boogie Nights as well. Oh, sure. So Aiming at her tits, it's kid. It's kind of like. I want them to be so engaged that when they spurt up <laughs> that joy juice, they just, they just have to sit and watching the movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, that's I'm it. the star. It's this my big shorts, and I want to fuck right now. <laughs> it's going to be a fun show. It's going to hey, be a fun show next time. Hey, show some respect. It's Roller Girl. <laughs> You don't touch me, you fucker! (laughs) (sighs) Okay, we'll do that when we do the all porno. When it's all porno choices. We'll do that, we'll do body double. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) What's what's a movie about porno (laughs) that would be good for our show? Star 80. No, depressing. Star 80 is a... Yeah, that is a depressing movie. What was the one about Bob Crane? Oh, Autofocus. Oh, that's a God, Autofocus, that's a great yeah. movie. Oh man! Yeah, but with, I don't uh, again with Willem many... Dafoe. Well, everything. Playing a real scumbag. 
<laughs> now I'm trying to think if I can think of something where Willem Dafoe was bad. There's, there's nothing. Even if even in a bad movie, he's always good. Like that's this fucking true. what was it? The uh, Boondock Saints that all the fucking you know dude bros love. <laughs> Not, we're gonna have to review review Boondocks, Doc Saints. At not some good point. movies, but Willem Dafoe. God damn it, does he show up with his working boots on? Well, because he's a yeah. working actor, he's getting paid That's to right. do something. Okay, so anyway, and so he goddamn <laughs> does. So he goddamn does it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks guys. Thank you, patrons, for your patience. <laughs> we'll do this again this year. I promise. If I forget, remind me. Just send me an email that says, Dear old man who runs this show. You said we'd get to pick another episode. (laughs) They're not old. I'm old. (laughs) I wasn't wasn't trying to. I'm sorry. If I was doing them as old, I would have been like, You said we could pick another episode. I would have done grandpa. And then pudding. That's what I like on my Sunday. I like to get up, watch Sunday morning with Charles Corralt. He's dead. Uh, shut the <laughs> fuck up. I like to do that, and then I like to take my nap, and then I like to eat some pudding, and then I like to listen to my podcast. I wake up, and I'm surprised I'm still alive, <laughs> and then I have some but after food. The, that's right. Someone cleans me up, and I eat. <laughs> then I say some racially offensive things to the nurse. The Chinese one steals from me. Jesus Christ. It's true. Put on my goddamn podcast. They're doing Hercules. <laughs> ah, me and my wife love that movie. Only good one. No tits of violence in that She one. used to close her eyes and pretend I was Lou Ferrigno. And I used to close my eyes and pretend that she was Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Marriages are built on secrets. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you different. Now put my goddamn earbuds in. (laughs) All right, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash lemmelisten. And... Thanks for listening.